Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some VS Pump sales tips for you. And this is going to help you sell these variable speed pumps to the customers on your pool route. I'm going to go over some techniques that I use and some ideas that you can implement to kind of help with the higher price point of these pumps to convince the customer that this is the way to go with their equipment upgrade. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And I think the easiest thing you can do, and this is probably a cop-out in a way, but it's something that is available to you and you can just blame it on the government. Everyone blames everything on the government, and this is something that you can actually directly blame on the government that's actually true. So back in July of 2021, the Department of Energy mandated that all pool pumps need to be energy efficient because they felt that this was kind of destroying the environment. You know, the extra electricity used by the pool pump was contributing to a lot of the electricity usage. And it's true that the pool pump is a big consumer of electricity. Therefore, they need to be regulated according to the government. And the regulation doesn't eliminate single speed pumps entirely. It just makes it harder for manufacturers to actually make anything over one horsepower. So if you have a three-fourths horsepower pump, or if you have a smaller horsepower pump, or one horsepower pump may qualify. There's a lot of different motors that may still qualify under the regulations. But this mandate basically made it very difficult to manufacture a 1.5 horsepower or even a 2 horsepower pump specifically for the pool industry to put on the back of a pump, existing pump. So replacing that motor will become more and more difficult to find a higher horsepower single speed motor. And also the single speed motor, the single speed pumps are going to be phased out in some degree because of these regulations. Now, for me, I think if I was sitting on the board of the Department of Energy and they brought up this regulation saying, hey, we want to mandate that consumers only buy energy efficient pumps, I would applaud that and I would say that's a great thing to do. But on the flip side of that, it's just not logical because you can set a variable speed pump to the full 3450 RPMs and basically turn it into a 2.7 or 3 horsepower single speed pump very easily. So without any kind of regulations on actual speed settings for the pump, this kind of rule just is not really effective, I don't think, in a lot of respects. However, it does eliminate the sale of the single speed pumps, which I guess would be effective in that regard. But you can still set your pump again for full speed and bypass any kind of energy savings. And I would say the easiest way to sell these pumps is to say that the government has mandated that all new pumps be energy efficient and the variable speed pump that I'm going to sell you fits into that category. I'm not able to get 
a 1.5 horsepower replacement pump for you and or motor for you or pump for you a single speed and therefore I'm going to sell you this pump. If you wanted to read more about it or give your customers a direct link so they kind of understand these regulations, you may have a customer that's pushing back saying, well, I don't believe this and, you know, show me the proof of this happening. You're going to get someone like that eventually, maybe, or if you have one, you can go to Jandy's website. I think Jandy has the best PDF downloadable forms on this. Pinter also has it on their site, but it's not as easy to find and they have a really long URL, so I don't want to read it to you on the podcast here. But for Jandy, you just go to jandy.com slash en slash doe. Again, that's jandy.com slash en slash doe. And that'll bring you up the PDF forms of the regulations you can show to your customers. You can read up more about it on their site also. And they also have the list of their pumps that are compliant. And I think this is something that you can use to your advantage. And this is one of those times you can actually blame it on the government. And it's actually true. So you can find that material there and you can show the customer. So that would be the first selling point is that the government mandates energy efficient pumps. The other selling points, of course, is the future savings. So you're buying this product now, it's costing you more money, but actually it's going to save you a lot of money in the future. And I always like to explain this to the customer that if I were to put in a single speed pump for you, it's going to be, yes, about maybe not half the cost, but three fourths of the cost of this variable speed pump, maybe half the cost, depending on which pump you put in. And I explained to them the reason why the rail speed pump is more expensive, and that's because of this particular component on there. And this is what allows you to change the RPM or the speed of the pump. And that's why they call it a variable speed pump. And you want to explain that to them also, because they may not even know what a variable speed pump is. And let them know that it's a pump that simply has the ability to run at a lower speed. So I, I use this analogy instead of going into all the inner workings of a pump. I just say, imagine if you had a car that only went 70 miles per hour. Everywhere you went, it just went at 70 miles per hour. And how long do you think that engine would last when you can't actually go any slower? This is unrealistic, of course. You can't drive that fast everywhere. But give them that in their head. Let them just kind of dwell on that and say, but what if you had a car that you can drive it at 25 miles an hour or 45 miles an hour? You can go to 70 miles an hour if you need to. But this car actually has the ability to kind of modulate the speed which car would last longer? Which engine would last longer? Would it be the one running at full speed all the time or the one running at different speeds? And they're going to probably say, well, of course, the one that's not running at full speed would last longer. And then you can say, well, that's one reason why the rail speed pump costs more money because it's going to last a lot longer than your standard single speed pump. The drive on back is a component that does this and this regulates the speed of the pump. And therefore, since you're not using the pump at full power all the time, is going to last longer logically just by that reasoning. And it may last three or four times longer than the single speed pump that I'm showing you here that you want me to put in, but it's one of those things where I think you really want to go with the VS pump because in the future, you don't have to worry about it. And they may come back with saying, well, I'm not going to keep the house for more than five more years and I'm going to sell it, so I don't want to spend the money. And why would I want to spend extra money for someone else buying the house? Then I always will use this second point Regardless if they come back with that or not, I'll also add on that the variable speed pump will actually pay for itself in about two years of usage if set correctly, and I'll make sure I set your pump correctly for the maximum energy savings. But in two years, you're going to get all your money back, and this is how it happens. When you run your regular single speed pump, your kilowatt per hour is based on how much, how many appliances you're going to use in that one hour in your house. And since the pool pump has been shown to be 
your second biggest appliance next to your air conditioner, by having the variable speed pump running, you're going to definitely save on that electricity cost. And it's one of those things where it's going to really help you with the amount of kilowatt hours you're using. And that's how you actually generate the savings with the variable speed pump. You're not going to actually see the savings with that pump. You're going to see the savings altogether in the reduction of your electricity bill or the amount of electricity you use per hour. And I always give this example like a single speed pump. If you had a 2 horsepower single speed pump or 1.5 horsepower, you're using about 1,800 watts there. And it's hard to kind of translate that, of course, but just tell them 1,800 watts. You can't translate the kilowatt hours because it's all different. But 1,800 watts and why it's running. Whereas if you had this variable speed pump running at 1,800 RPMs, RPMs represent the speed. And a single speed pump runs at 3,450 RPMs. So if you can cut that in half, you're actually only using about 130 watts of electricity while that's running. So you can see you're coming from 1,800 watts down to 130 watts. And that's where you get your your savings from the pump is not actually why it's running, but it's the kilowatt hours and your overall electricity bill. And this is where the savings are reflected. It's in your overall electricity usage, and that's going to bring it down. So you want to explain in detail that the variable pump lasts longer, and it's going to save the money on an electricity bill, regardless if they're going to keep the house for a period of time. So it's kind of a twofold way of kind of future-proofing your equipment. You have something that's going to last a lot longer, and it's going to save you money as you're using it. One thing that I like to also sell them on is how quiet the variable speed pump is, especially if the pump is near the pool or against the house where they can hear the pump running at the full RPMs. When you have a variable speed pump running at 1,800 or 2,100 RPMs, you can barely hear that thing running. It's so quiet. And so here's another selling point, especially if the equipment is somewhere where they can hear it. I always tell the customer, regardless of the energy savings, it's actually going to help your backyard experience because it's going to be much quieter with this pump running. You know, one of those things that is bad about the pool equipment is that a lot of times the builders will put it right against the house or the wall of the house. And in my case, I have a brick wall built around it. And a lot of times you can really hear the amplified sound of it. So what you want to emphasize to the customer is that regardless of any energy savings, the fact that it's much quieter and you're not going to hear the pump running at the lower speeds that's a big selling point to a lot of customers. So if someone's pushing back saying, well, I have solar panels on my roof. I don't really care about the energy savings. I'm not going to keep my house for more than four years, so I don't really want that. Then you would pull out the quiet card. You know, the fact that while this thing is running, you're not going to even hear the pump running. In fact, some pumps run so quiet, like my Jandy pump here, I have to actually go close to it to make sure that it's actually running and actually operating. So it's one of those things where if... A doesn't work, which is the government mandates this. If B doesn't work, the energy savings of this pump and the fact that you're going to not have to replace it every five years, then you can pull out the C card, which is the fact that these things run really silent and you can barely hear it. And this may be enough to move somebody. Of course, all three of these together is a pretty powerful sales tactic. But using this last one, the fact that it runs quiet, is something that's often overlooked when you're doing your sales pitch. And this may be the one that moves the client to get a variable speed pump because of the quiet running. Now, of course, you want to pick a quiet VS pump to put in there. So I would probably steer away from the lower end ones like the Pentair Superflow VS, which is a little bit louder than the Intelliflow. I would go with a Jandy, even a Hayward pump because those are pretty quiet. Just about any VS pump on the market now is fairly quiet. 
Even the new Nidec Neptune VS motors that go on the back of the pump run much quieter than their Century counterparts. And you can modulate that down and use the low speed mainly on those pumps so that when you do sell the customer this pump, run it on the 1800 RPMs for the longer period of time, 10 hours or 12 hours. And then you can boost it up to a medium speed, which is still really quiet. And I find that, you know, you don't want to run it anything over, say, 2800 RPMs because then the noise level picks up a little bit. And so if you do sell this on the fact that it's quiet, you don't want any really high speeds on there. The customer, you don't want the customer saying, hey, this pump is not any quieter than my old one. So run it at the lower speeds, you know, low and medium speeds. If there's percentages, you know, run it at 30% or 50% and you're going to really see the sound benefit. And remember, as you're selling these VS pumps to your customers, you may have specific pumps that you like. And I would steer the customer towards the VS pump that you like, even if it's more expensive. So sometimes they'll be like, well, I saw this pump on Amazon and it's $200 cheaper than the one that you're recommending. I wouldn't say you want to bad mouth or talk down on the other pump. You could say something like, well, I understand that that pump is less expensive, but I got to tell you, Mr. Jones, I have six of these already on my route, and this is the best variable speed pump on the market. I really prefer this brand, this particular pump, over anything less expensive. And you're going to be really happy with this particular brand of pump, even though it's more expensive than the one you're looking at. Because they're going to see pumps online that are really inexpensive, maybe cheaper than what you can even get at wholesale, which is kind of ridiculous. But just stick to your guns and say that this particular pump is what I install everywhere, and you're going to really like it. And you remember Mr. Jones when I pointed out the fact that this pump is going to pay for itself in two years. So even if you spend the extra $200 on the pump that I recommend, you're going to get that money back in that two-year period, and you're going to get a better quality variable speed pump than that particular one you're looking at. So I really suggest you go with the one I'm recommending to you, even if it's more expensive. And also the one that I'm recommending to you has a much better warranty than that particular one that you're seeing online. And so, you know, even though these pumps are really well made, you never know when you're going to get one that may need a warranty issue. And the pump I'm selling you has a three-year warranty, and this is a much better deal than getting that one with a one-year warranty. So use that to your advantage, but I wouldn't badmouth any company or any particular pump in that regard because the customer may be insistent on it and then you'll end up installing the one that he prefers over the one that you prefer and he may end up liking that pump and he'll be wondering why you were so negative against it so don't say anything negative about that particular pump as far as the company or quality emphasize the fact that the pump you recommend is superior for the reasons of the warranty maybe or the reasons of the fact that you install it everywhere and you like this pump but if you end up installing the one he wanted to install, then there's no nothing that he can say like, yeah, this pump's great. I don't know why you didn't like it. And that may kind of put your stock down. I remember I was test driving a Lexus SUV. My wife ended up getting a Lexus after all. But one of the salesmen was like talking so bad about BMW, talking really bad about Mercedes, and just kind of laying into the fact that these vehicles were nowhere near as good as the Lexus. And I was thinking in the back of my head that if I were to have bought a BMW and really liked it, then I would probably say this Lexus salesman doesn't know what he's talking about. And Lexus is probably nowhere near as good as this. So be careful about bad math mouthing another company because that can really come back to hurt you if the person goes again with the pump that you're not recommending. Bottom line is that as a pool pro, you're also a salesman and you want to implement sales tactics that are really proven and work really well. A lot of times salesmen are pushy. I wouldn't be pushy with the variable speed pump sale. 
If they don't want it, put in a single speed pump. It's really nothing that you can do to convince them. I prefer to install the variable speed pumps because I like them better. But if, at the end of the day, if the customer is like, no, I just want a one horsepower pump here, go ahead and put it in. Do what the customer wants. Don't be pushy, don't argue with them. But I think if you really are a good salesman, you can easily convince the customer to go with the rail speed pump, which will be better for them in the long run. And in some respects, better for you because I really hate replacing the motor on the back of a pump every three years or having it get loud on me after the first year and a half. And it's a real hassle to do these kind of repairs. Unless you like doing them all the time, then fine, that's okay. But for me, I like to put something in that's going to last long, longer and it's going to be easier for me and better for the customer. And you'll definitely get better at sales techniques as you get more experienced out there and learn more about, you know, being a pool pro and the fact that you're also selling equipment to your customers. And if you have zero salesman blood in you, you'll develop that pretty quickly and learn kind of what not to say, what to say to the customers. Every customer is different, of course. So you want to gear that sales technique towards that individual customer. And again, you're going to get better at this the more you sell things to customers. Looking for other podcasts that I recorded on variable speed pumps, I have a number of them on there. I even talked to, I believe it was the uh, person from Jandy about the regulations from the Department of Energy, and you can just type in VS pump in the search box. If you go to my website, swimmingforlearning.com, on the banner, there's a podcast icon. Click on that, and then in that search box, just type in VS pump, and then other podcasts will come up that I recorded on this subject. And if you want to enhance your business, Definitely consider my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great your week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer.com backslash pool guy again that's get skimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app